0: You're listening
1: to Country Squire Radio.
0: Welcome to Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And today we have got a special guest coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Levine will be here in just a moment to talk about the Las Vegas Pipe Show. Y'all have been hearing us talk about this pipe show uh, for several weeks now. We are super excited about it. And we want to do kind of a deep dive into how this came to be. And especially for those of you who may have never been to a pipe show before, uh, what can you expect? And for those of you who are longtime pipe show attendees... What's going to be different this time around? There's nobody better to answer those questions than Brian Levine himself. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my conversation with the one and only Brian Levine. Oh, you're rocking an Ewok mug.
1: This is the limited edition Star Wars, Starbucks, Wish You Were There Oh, dude.
0: Brian Levine on Country Squire Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh. So, Brian, first of all, thank you so much for, for hopping on with me.
1: Uh, you're welcome. I'm just worried that every time it seems like I come on, John David has another baby. So I hope that's not.
0: <laughs> OK, we are not announcing anything uh, right now. So that is not the case. So, far OK,
1: because <laughs> I've talked to him. He seems like he's um, having a good time with diapers and, and smoke shop stuff and, and...
0: Yeah, he doesn't want think, any uh, more diapers. Doesn't want any more diapers. That's right. That's right. Uh, but you you will know when that's the case. I'm sure. If if that's the we're not denouncing anything anyway. Brian Levine's here before yeah. we get before we get in trouble. <laughs> uh, Brian, man, thank you so much again for uh, for coming on. Look, I I want to give. Uh, obviously, we're gonna be talking about the the Las Vegas Pipe Show. But before we dive into that. Uh, You know, longtime listeners of the show are very familiar with you. Of course, you are a uh, kind of a a titan within the industry from a lot of different angles. But for some of our newer listeners, if somebody's tuning in for the first time, uh, give everybody a very brief, and I know that's going to be difficult, but try to give everybody a very brief run through of your history working in the industry from all the different angles.
1: Uh, so I worked in I worked in retail for a while, which included working for a little retail company called Alfred Dunhill of London. I worked in wholesale for a uh, old school, uh, wholesale distributor called Holco Roar that goes way back in time to Max Roar and Wally Frank. Um, and from that point, that's when I met the folks that uh, Peter Stokeby, including Peter Stokeby, who I worked for. Uh, then I worked for the trade association that represents all the, uh, all the smoke shops. And then after that, I worked for, there's a, there was this little tiny internet startup called smokingpipes.com. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I wasn't there when they started. Uh, and then I worked for, I was the Brigham pipes guy for a while. And then, uh, Sutliff tobacco and McBaron Uh, in my, um, in my years, I've imported and sold, uh, Peterson pipes, Nording pipes, Kamoi pipes, GBD pipes, Brigham pipes. Uh, and then I've retailed every other pipe. I think I figured, I think I estimated, I estimated that I've touched over a hundred thousand pipes in the (laughs) 20 something years now.
0: I, I will believe it. Uh, I think that if there's like that, you know what? You should actually look into whether or not there's a Guinness World record for that because I have a feeling you might uh you might you might be able to qualify somewhere in there.
1: And on and on top of that, I have the longest running pipe and tobacco related podcast.
0: Yes, yes. Some some would argue. Uh, some would argue the best uh, podcast on the market. I don't. I don't We're argue. we here to best keep because, honest, but you know. <laughs> uh,
1: best. Best is a perspective.
0: Well, your perspective is very, very valued, and man, we are uh, so uh, thrilled to uh, you know have partnered with you over the years and a lot of different collaborations yeah. and, uh, and 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 glean from your wisdom, man. Okay, so this is. I, I want our listeners to really hear this though, because I mean, like you, you can't. You have experienced almost. If not entirely, every single hat there potentially is within the industry. That is someone yep. who has obviously you're you're a pipe smoker yourself and an enthusiast just personally. Uh, you have worked in retail, so that is with the customers. You have yep. worked in kind of di- in the depths of the industry for manufacturers from uh, you know from the biggest names in the industry. Ah, uh, you've also worked in media, specifically with podcasting being an innovator in this space and one of the the longest running and the longest running voice uh, of kind of the the enthusiast. And being that bridge in many respects of both industry and enthusiast, you've uh, had the opportunity through the Pites magazine podcast to, interview uh some titans of the industry as well and really showcase people that the the normal everyday enthusiasts may not have gotten that exposure to.
1: Beautiful part of the podcast is that I also not only I don't want to it's not just titans of the industry, it's it's every it's everybody in the hobby. Right. Both sides. Front and back, new, old, young, tall, small, rich, poor,
0: <laughs> right. all of
1: them. Exactly.
0: I mean like and you I mean you've had some really interesting folks, people who are not like you said,
1: uh not just
0: in the industry but you know, uh animators, people who have worked on some really amazing pro- projects that just yeah. also happen to be really uh big pipe smokers.
1: Emmy award winners, Grammy award winners. I do not know if I've had anybody that owns a Oscar. Uh I came really close to a Tony award winner.
0: And... <laughs> you, you, so you haven't it yet, but you're getting close.
1: Right, right. right. And I have a, a, a double platinum recording artist, a single platinum recording artist. I'll add one more thing that I've done that very few people can say they've done. I created a collectible niche within the pipe and tobacco world, the collection of the Disney tobacchiana stuff and made Disney pipes a thing of collectible desirability amongst the pipe and tobacco people.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes! In fact, I have a a gift from you of a of a cigar box in particular that yeah. I uh, have in a, a place of prominence in my cellar. So, yeah,
1: this <laughs> yeah is- it's, it's it's holding all those old Pokemon cards, isn't it?
0: No, you know. All right, <laughs> my wife actually. All right, this is a, a complete aside. My wife actually popped <laughs> in the other day, and she said, "Uh, these Pokemon cards. Are we good to like give those away?" Oh. <laughs> and, and I know I, saw, I said yeah. I mean, like you know, I don't. First of all, I never played the game. They were my kids' Pokemon cards, I swear. Uh, but mixed in with the Pokemon cards, you'll appreciate this was my old school Star Wars collectible card game cards, which were mine from back in the day. And I quickly <laughs> just topped on eBay, and I was like, man, some of these go for a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, well, don't don't throw them away. Just just put them to the side. Let's let's just appraise them first or something like that.
1: Yeah, And yeah. Don't don't throw those away.
0: Yeah, we'll just we'll just store them in the uh, cigar box in the in the Mickey Mouse cigar box that uh, I got from Brian. Man. So yeah. you th- so again, this is re- This is why I think this is important, because you do have uh, this kind of oversight of the industry from a lot of different angles. And you are a man of the people at the exact same time. I want to ask you a question, Brian, if you can cast your mind back to the first ever pipe show that you went to. Like, oh. what were you doing in the industry? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you even say the date in terms of when that was or where that was. Can you think about what that that first pipe show was for you?
1: I remember it exactly. Uh, it was September of, uh, no, early October of 2000. And Peter Stokeby told me, we need to go to the Richmond Conclave of Richmond Pipe Smokers show in Richmond, Virginia. And we, and And we need to, you know, he said, I'm going to be there and you'll, and you'll staff the table. And I said, okay. Um, what do we want to do? And he talked me through it and I got, you know, I drove the four and a half hours up the road and he flew in and I spent the weekend trying to keep up with Peter Stokeby, who at that point was in his (laughs) mid to late sixties. And I was in my early thirties and, uh, yeah. Um, but I had the I, I had the wonderful moments of Peter Stokeby walking me around and putting his arm around me and introducing everybody, introducing me to everybody at the pipe club and this, yeah, you know, this venerated pipe club that had been running for 20 years at that point. And yeah. Peter introducing me as his adopted Italian stepson, uh and his new boss and <laughs> um yeah that was my first pipe show and i was like well what do i do and he said well just sample stuff and talk to people i said okay that i can do
0: man i mean talk about a special that is a unique first experience to say the least uh yeah to kind of be taken under the wing of the master so to speak uh so uh, can you kind of can you think about like what did it look like i mean you know, I've I've been to uh, I remember if I think back to like my telecom days back when we just kind of did industry conferences and everything, especially when we were kind of trying to sell new products to all these like boutique news organizations. We would go and we just like pop up these, uh, you know, the the cardboard tables and everything or the, the card tables and everything and lay out your wares. And, and, you know, you got some, you know, a couple of banners here and now you got monitors everywhere. But I'm kind of curious, what was what was kind of the, you know, the look, the feel? What was it like then?
1: <laughs> it's a lot like they are now um, eight foot. Eight foot tables with, uh, you know, a tablecloth on them and pipes, accessories, tobaccos, books, anything that might be slightly, slightly involved in the pipe and tobacco hobby. It would be retailers selling some wares and offering specials. It might be collectors that have just taken a table to try to sell or trade off pipes that they weren't really using that much uh and and keep in mind this is you know this is the year 2000 and we're still you know when we're traveling we're still looking for the local aol number to to disconnect the (laughs) phone the plug from the phone in the hotel room and find that local dial-up number and uh so the internet really wasn't a prevalent way to distribute your your hobby stuff um ebay you still had to you this this is how long ago it is if you wanted to sell a pipe on ebay you had to take a photograph of it with a film camera and then go to the one hour photo develop the film take the picture scan the picture and upload it to whatever photo hosting site that you had to be had a yeah uh, that you had to have an account with and then link it through ebay so it took about two hours of work just to get one listing up on ebay man, man. uh <laughs> But the beautiful part is, is that every table would have ashtrays on it and everybody would be smoking and there'd be tobacco companies sampling stuff freely, Uh, you know, new tobaccos coming out, old tobaccos just for sale at just, you know, you might have 80, 90, maybe 100 tables at that Richmond pipe show of the entire spectrum, but it would be all pipes and tobaccos and fancy tampers and uh you know even funny looking flat hats and stuff
0: there you go well no, i gotta imagine especially because of the way in which the internet really changed the way in which a pipe enthusiast can engage with the community at large i have to imagine in the earlier days of kind of these pipe shows they were really more industry focused but over time to varying degrees have kind of you know, brought in kind of some more enthusiasts, more so than industry—not more so than industry but people, but along with industry people. But what what it, has been your experience there?
1: It's absolutely the opposite. Really? Uh, earlier on, these were mainly collectors and hobbyists that were that were showing. It was more enthusiast based. Wow! And the occasional, you know, they might have a host retailer or two in the area that was, you know, that was kind of like the big table. And then you might get a distributor or so, but when I first went with Peter Stokebe, uh Lane Limited wasn't there at all. Uh Sutliff or you know, Altadis at that point, their pipe tobacco division wasn't there at all. That's uh,
0: wild. it, it kind yeah. of reminds me of like the stories I've heard about the early days of like Comic Con or
1: something of that. Exactly. Nature.
0: Yeah. Where it was just, it was fans kind of coming together. It was a local community coming together, sharing comics and selling. You might have like the local comic shop or some of the others go for like a big, you know, selling kind of occasion. And now it is just a massive industry event where it's just, you know, things are uh, being announced and it's it's part of like a market, a larger marketing strategy overall. And yeah. on the one hand, it's it's got that, you know, that kind of feeling of like stamped brand of approval and kind of the 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 money that's behind it. But on the other hand, you kind of lost something along the way in terms of that that you know the 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 grittiness of it, you know, like the 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 actual the real the actual fans. Yeah, like the, yeah. the real enthusiasts that were kind of uh driving driving it from that standpoint.
1: Oh, there there are stories of guys that would try to trade pipes with each other and those trades would go on. The attempted and the, uh, the attempted trade and the negotiation for the trade of pipes would go on for years. Wow! <laughs> yeah, you know, each year they'd show up again with the same pipes, and they go, "Well, are you sure you wanted this?" That? Uh, I'm not so sure, you know. Oh, wow. And then the the culmination of the trade might take place multiple years later.
0: The ancient uh pipe trading ways, yeah, yeah. That's that's
1: awesome. I right, saw so, the yeah. culmination of one of those. In like 2012 or 13, I saw a one pipe for one pipe trade that had been negotiated. It had been going on for like four or five years, and I saw the end moment of it.
0: Did uh, did they did they both walk away satisfied, or was it very much a begrudging type of trade?
1: You know how you know how at the end of Rocky one, where they were, both of them were just exhausted and ended up in the hospital.
0: Right. 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 <laughs>
1: but both of them were truly happy with the pipes that they ended up with. Well that's good. That's good, yeah. man. Oh, uh, that's awesome.
0: Well, you know, the a pipe show can really be I think a, a an amazing experience for fans and for enthusiasts to to be a part of. Um I'm you know, let's um if if you had to kind of in your mind kind of set the table not necessarily for the show that y'all are doing, but I I think it's important because I feel like with the Las Vegas pipe show you have a, a massive opportunity here where a lot of new people are going to be coming to a pipe show for the first time yes. and not trying to dunk on what's come before or anything like that. But if you could kind of paint the picture of like what, what we've come to expect from a pipe show, like what, what, if you were to go to, and I won't name names, but if you were to go to any kind of large pipe show, what would that experience be like for the general enthusiast, not for the industry uh, type?
1: For the general enthusiast, it is an overwhelming sensory overload of just i've never seen this many pipes or pipe smokers or tobaccos in my life that's i mean that's it you walk yeah. in and you are surrounded by hundreds of like-minded people and most of us have never seen that before
0: <laughs> I, it's not your uh it's not your your local mom and pop pipe shop where you go and you meet and you see the same, like five to 10 folks every, uh, every Thursday, <laughs> it's like, a, yeah. like homecoming fan, like, like, uh, family, uh, family reunion type of setup where you just got tons of pipe smokers.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's literally, uh, it's a, you know, you know, for me, uh, I'll be, the, the biggest reason I go to the pipe shows is because I've met so many people that I absolutely love to see and talk to in, in person. And then at the end of the weekend, I come back so energized about the hobby side of it, you know, because I, I've, I've been on the industry side. I, I still hear from some industry people. I still hear all the you know somewhat depressing stuff. Uh, but then I go to a pipe show and I see other people that are passionate about what I, I love to do. And I just come back energized and hyped up. You know, it's, I, I don't I, I'm not a runner. My idea of running is uh, well, I don't have an idea of running anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, it's hey stop wait, you know. Right, right. Uh, but it's a runner's high afterwards. Hmm. And then, you know, I've said this before and and even before I took over a pipe show, I promoted getting the pipe shows heavily uh because my pipe smoking technique, the pipes that I like, the tobaccos that I like we're all discovered at pipe shows mm. because I got a chance to put my hands on them. I got a chance to see uh, Frank Blues, who was worked for Lane Limited for 20-something, 30-something years. I got a chance for him to explain how he tamps a bowl and how he creates a dome in the middle of the bowl. sitting there with yoda i mean
0: like you're just you're getting those those lessons like right right in person no youtube video this is happening right now with some of the greatest uh folks in in the business
1: yeah it's it's literally like you know you you get a chance to see and talk and to other people and and feel their you know gleam their gleam their knowledge so yeah it may cost you it may cost you some money to go to the pipe show but the amount of money that it's saved me on You know, on buying pipes or buying tobaccos that I that weren't right for me, yeah, uh, because I've gained their experience from doing from talking to them and touching the pipes in the in the you know, previously. It's it's just it's so much fun. I can't,
0: (laughs) man, you know, you you touched on something that I think is worth maybe even talking about later on down the down the line here, but um. So so you know we we have also had the opportunity to have some conversations with some industry folks and it it's so frustrating from especially at the time because we were kind of we were newer uh in the game and both really excited john david i think was either about to buy a shop or getting ready to buy a shop i think at that point he, he, he was, was
1: had... he was he was pre completely crazy
0: right 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 he hadn't lost his mind he he hadn't had any kids yet he was he was it was a normal human being with a full yes. working
1: brain uh, he had short hair
0: it well i i can't i can't attest to that actually <laughs> i thought i saw it <laughs> but yeah man so like like thinking back to kind of those early days as we were meeting with some of these industry folks it was such a uh what's the right word i mean like it was like tailspin it was like it was like your head was spinning because like you would talk to them and they would just be so depressed and they would talk about the glory days and how like everything's terrible. i'm like i mean like we're talking to people who are super excited about the industry and it's almost like you know being kind of that youngest child you know of an industry or something of that nature where it's like oh well you're not your brother you know like or whatever it may be where it's kind of like okay okay, I, I get that it was, you know, we weren't here for how great it was back then, but we're here now and we really appreciate this now. And we might appreciate it in a different way. The numbers might look differently. And I know that kind of sucks. If you used to make a lot more money off of this, that's that's fair, but this is the new customer base. And so it's just, it's one of those interesting things where you talk about the the value of the, the pipe show. And, and the reality is, is that especially for us newer pipe smokers, and uh you know for the ones coming coming up for you know a lot of like the the modern day pipe smoker like yes there's value on the tobacco and on the pipes themselves but I think and I could be wrong but to me the value really comes out of the experience overall like and and that's something that we have seen from the pipe shows that we've been to the best ones are the ones that really truly understand the value of an overall experience Brian we're going to take a quick break and then when we get back we're going to talk about how you are crafting that kind of extremely high-value experience in Las
1: Vegas. (laughs) How I decided to go crazy in Vegas.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. And of course, we're taking a quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, our good friends at Missouri Meersham. You know, they've had their whole Back to Our Roots line going on right now. Great corn cob pipes. And with the Back to Our Roots line, you can even release the bracket, which is definitely one of my favorites out of the line. Has nothing to do with the name. I'm telling you, we're talking about quality, uh, craftsmanship behind every single product. But okay, it also has to do with the name. I'm not going to lie. It definitely does. But we love the good folks at Missouri Mirsham. They make some awesome products. And if you've not done so already, be sure to check them out at corncobpipe.com they've got amazing merch there as well so you can represent your love for the Missouri Mearsham just like we do here at Country Squire Radio and if you do be sure to tweet out a, a picture of yourself enjoying one of the Back to Our Roots series or any of their amazing products it's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mearsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show All right, let's kick it back to my conversation with Brian Levine. All right, Brian. So we were just talking about you getting crazy in Vegas. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the uh, Las Vegas Pipe Show. So obviously you're the you're the man of the hour. You're, you're uh, you know you are uh, one of a a highly a select group of individuals who have taken over and, and uh, basically crafted this new Las Vegas pipe show. Do you want to talk a bit about the history though, before diving into what y'all are about to do?
1: So the, uh, the, the West coast pipe show goes back to um, uh, Marty Pulvers of Sherlock's Haven in San Francisco and uh, Pulvers prior briars online. Now Marty is um, in his late seventies, about to turn 80, something like that. But, just a great guy and one of my favorite people. He had a West Coast pipe show and he had one in Vegas in the 80s, I believe, or in the 90s. And then Steve O'Neill wanted to partner, came back to Marty and said, let's do it again. And they and they did the first quote unquote West Coast pipe show in 2009. Uh, and the idea was just to create a uh, you know, a place for it was the only pipe show on the West Coast. Uh, all the other pipe shows were pretty much, you know, way east of the Rockies and yeah. possibly east of the Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you had you, know, you had Chicago and Richmond and Columbus. Those were the big three at that time. Uh, and then you had a couple others in Kansas City, St. Louis, New York, uh, Rich Esserman. So Marty and Steve O'Neill really, along with Marty, wanted to start this show up, and they created a uh, a a three day uh, they created a Saturday and half day Sunday show that really turned into a get there on Thursday and start hanging out with your buddies and then go out to dinner (laughs) every night, and it turned into you know if you weren't there by Thursday and you. we used to call we used to say the the people that showed up on friday night were the latecomers um but they created that atmosphere because they had a hotel where you could smoke pretty much anywhere in the casino and and in the bars and they had a and they had a ton of smoking rooms so there was a lot of uh, camaraderie up in the rooms uh, a lot of quote unquote room hopping and steve and marty ran that show with the idea that they wanted to just keep it as a, a kind of a regional pipe show you know that was getting people coming from overseas and getting some people coming in from all around the country but uh you know didn't really didn't really do much during the year to promote it except send out emails and post a few flyers here and there 2019 was the last west coast pipe show and then we all know it happened in 20 and 21 yes uh you know 21 they wanted uh they wanted certain commitments from the hotel that the hotel couldn't give So they decided to hold off another year and then they weren't sure if they were, you know, at that point, you know, they were getting older and weren't sure if they had the energy to try to revamp it uh, or bring it back. And that's when Dave Peterson and I were on a zoom on a zoom pipe group with Marty and Dave Peterson and I looked at each other and I had had the thought in the back of my head for about 12, 13 years. You know, that if the opportunity ever came up, why not? And uh, so Dave and I winked at each other, had some private chats on the on the Zoom group. <laughs> and this, this is it. This is the one. This is the one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we both agreed that we would not do the show unless we had the blessings of Steve O'Neill and Marty Pulvers. Mm. We were not going to, uh, we were not going to try to snake the date or slide in on the. Uh, I don't know what you kids call that sliding in on the DMs. I understand that's <laughs> something personal, but um,
0: right, right, right. You wanted to, you wanted to be respectful here and do everything on, uh, you know, uh, make sure there was a good uh, ties to the legacy and how this was going to transition.
1: Yeah. Respect yeah. the legacy of the West Coast Pipe Show, but also tell them, you know, look, my idea is, you know, our our idea is to change the name of it and to grow it. And we got their blessing.
0: That's that's amazing. That's huge. And I mean, props to them, because, you know, the, yeah. the, the fact of the matter is like, you know. I always talk about i love see and i love to see innovation in this space because it's historically it does celebrate innovation but i feel like when it comes to sometimes you get kind of like locked into a couple of things like oh this is the way we've always done things i'm like look at the history of pipe smoking look dude how many weird like bits and like attachments and shapes have been you know what i mean like don't say well, this yeah. is the way we've always done anything this is a, this is a, a an industry that's always been about innovation and when it comes to these pipe shows man when when you told John David and I about this when like when this was kind of coming up and and everything else and uh you kind of shared with me some of your ideas and and John David and I got together man we were so excited because you know the <sighs> It, it's apropos man we we're living in a new age we're living in kind of the the post 2020 2021 age right and there's an opportunity in so many different ways to kind of re-envision and reimagine kind of the way in which we do things we see this with you know a lot of people working from home now like you know in ways that they yeah. probably never would have prior to prior to covid and it's kind of one of these situations where uh you know you as somebody with not just that super industry knowledge, but with the connection with the people, with the connection with the fan community, the enthusiasts, and media, you have got such a great insight in every single angle about how a pipe show can be done and be done very well for this kind of new age of pipedom, so to speak. So I'm I'm curious, man. This is a unique opportunity. What are some of like when when you kind of thought about like okay, how would Brian Levine do a pipe show what does brian levine want out of a pipe show what what
1: what is kind of that uh, that grand vision what what brian levine wants out of a pipe show is keep exactly it clean, what... keep it
0: clean keep it clean now hang on now i should say keep it clean i know this is in vegas all right <laughs> <I'm
2: just
1: kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what Brian Levine wants out of a pipe show, and and here's what I want out of a pipe show that has to do with Las Vegas. Mm. La- Las Vegas is very smoking friendly. Other than that, it has nothing to do with Las Vegas. There will be no <laughs> showgirls, no Elvis impersonators. Sorry, Bo. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, if you want to, fine. But no,
0: Vegas. Hey, Vegas. After like, I, I've still maintained that my my trips to Vegas post COVID, it's a very different city than it was before. It's much cleaner. You can walk the streets now and not get propositioned. It's it's not bad you can get a contact high
1: while you're walking down the streets though Um, i mean
0: that's everywhere now
1: (laughs) yeah but what i've always said about pipe shows is it's about the people it's yes yes it's not about just coming and doing commerce if you just want to do commerce stay at home and get on your laptop or your or your mobile device or whatever and do commerce you know go to country squire online and buy something go to go to corncobpipe.com and buy something how's that you like that i, I like uh, that
0: it's perfect yeah
1: yeah you know do that just just don't don't come to the show but if you want to be around people and every every great memory that i have of a pipe show is focused around people meeting the people getting to know some of the other attendees the exhibitors making lifelong friends at pipe shows uh you know that's what it's about the las vegas international pipe show was going to have the tagline of the social pipe smoking event of the year Mm. but uh, we didn't want to you know we didn't want (laughs) to didn't want to try to piss off some other people (laughs) um so so we went with the tagline of a bowl full of memories oh okay that's good that's worth and It's really about the people because, you know, at, at the end, at the end of the day, the internet has made it so easy just to do cold commerce and create and get product delivered. What it hasn't been able to do is to deliver a handshake and share a laugh and share a drink with you in that same way. It hasn't been able to make you figure out a way to touch a pipe. Uh, and And you and I both do podcasts where we try to reach those, you know, reach those people on a personal level. Yeah. But yet it's so much it's so much more different when we meet each other in person.
0: Oh, it's, it's massive. Like it's the yeah. the tangible nature of, first of all, the tangible nature of the hobby, as you're just talking about, in terms of like you know, picking up a pipe, inspecting yeah. it, taking a look at it, talking to the person like right there who carved it or who worked on it or, or is representing the folks.
1: Smelling that, that tin of tobacco yeah. or that yeah. pouch of tobacco.
0: Yeah. But like you said, it's not just the pipes. It really is. It's the people it's getting a chance to shake hands, to uh-huh. uh, hear people's stories. You know, one of the things that John David and I, uh, it always John David, especially because obviously he's been to a lot more than I have, but it ends up being just this major source of fuel, getting to meet people and hearing their stories. And, you know, for him as kind of an industry person, especially this as people have enjoyed his product, it really it really kind of speaks to him and, and kind of uh, hearing what people like, what people don't like. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's a, it's an amazing opportunity. And, you know, the friendships that you make, the people that you connect with, you know, what I love is that the art of pipe smoking and it is an art is something that, uh, you know, transcends so much in terms of who you are, you know, what other interests you might have, where, you know, various, you know, religions and political parties and, and you know, all these other things this is where we're supposed to be all fractured. In many respects, the pipe is a wonderful opportunity to sit around that fire, the fire that's in your hand, and have conversations and get to know the person that is smoking the pipe. And as you say, man, like that's where this, especially these, these Vegas pipe or not the Vegas pipe show, but uh, it will be the Vegas pipe show. But, you know, all of these pipe shows really have the opportunity to bring people together from all over the world. And it really is all over the world. Y'all got some, this is the international, uh, Las Vegas international pipe show. I mean, is it not?
1: We have confirmed uh, attendees from Australia, two from South America, a couple from uh, Europe, one at least from Japan. Uh and uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh I know I know somebody from uh, even Mississippi that's coming.
1: That's that's kind of like a far off uh land. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking different you you just asked about different countries. Now we're talking about different time frames. Or different planets, even. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so the and and then going going back to your original thing is the is the other thing that I was I was worried about with pipe shows and uh I'm gonna I'm going to upset some people but i don't care um when when dave peterson and i were looking at this i realized that i'm the only person under the age of 70 that was going to be heading up one of the regularly occurring pipe shows
0: that that needs to be said brian that needs to be said i remember the first time i went to my first ever pipe show i won't say what it was it's a big <laughs> one, but I remember and I remember meeting some of the folks behind it and talking to them. And I was like, oh, this needs to change. Like, there's a lot about this that needs to change if this is going to be the future. Uh,
1: uh, uh, a podcast. What channel is that on my radio? Oh, dude. <clears throat> OK, <laughs> you know, you know, you've been there. <laughs> you know, exactly um, what that's yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. Now, so with that, with that being said, I also realized that for. Yeah. And the, and and I'll be honest with you. And, and your listeners, and I'm, I don't lie because I don't have to. It is that, you know, a lot of these, a a lot of these guys had no idea how to embrace the, the folks that are younger than me, 55 and under. So, so the Bo Yorks and the John David Coles, how do you, how do you embrace these people? And that's where I have this, I'm kind of in that gateway transitional between them, uh, because, you know, I understand you know, podcasting. I mean, you and I were doing podcasting when, when, you know, you'd say, oh, I do a podcast and people go, oh, that's really cool. And now it's like, oh, you do a pod." (laughs) Now it's like, find somebody who doesn't do a podcast.
0: Oh yeah. No, whenever Uh, I see like a commercial for like, oh, uh, you know, and uh, check out the ESPN podcast. I like whoever I'm sitting next to, I just ask what's a podcast. Cause I heard that so much back in the day, whenever I talk about the podcast, it's like, oh, what's a podcast. (sighs) Ah, Now it's like every, yeah. everywhere. I told people it would be anyway. So yeah, that's a different but, soapbox. We're talking about your thing. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the, so the idea is that we, uh, you know, Dave and I wanted to bring a, we want to, we want to make sure that there is a viable, functional, exciting pipe show going forward for, you know, for the, for the pipe show, regular attendees and this newer the the newer group of pipe smokers that's just come in and they've and they've gotten into pipe smoking through Instagram and through YouTube and through podcasting and they may not have a brick and mortar for 250 miles around them nor they may have never been to a brick and mortar but we wanted to create an environment where yeah they're welcome and you know and and communicate to them in the levels that they're used to being communicated to and
0: that's the thing, man. You've you've really opened up this show for a lot of the YouTube folks, some podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to name drop a couple of people who uh who people can look uh, for seeing here?
1: Well, uh, so if you go to vegaspipeshow.com, I also have created a website that for a pipe show is kind of revolutionary because it does stuff like list the current paid exhibitors, uh, so you can go. You can go online right now and see the people that have paid for a table or are sharing a table. Uh, The other thing that we're doing is what I'm calling the social media studio. And I can't I couldn't come up with a better name than that because it's kind of a stupid (laughs) name. But uh, I came up with it.
0: Hey, man, I wasn't going to judge you for it. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Uh, You know, but what we're doing is we're providing free of charge. To podcasters and YouTubers, a place for them to sit down and on the show floor and record their show from, or do their show from, or live stream from. So, right now in that social media studio, we have uh, uh, the Virtual Pipe Club. So, David Dorian Ross has been doing a lot of uh, he's been helping us a lot behind the uh, behind the scenes. Uh, we have uh, the Stephen Skip Kane YouTube channel, uh, the Houston Pipecast, which is part of the Houston Pipe Club, which is um, just right down the road from a certain Bo York. Yes, right, yeah, it's my neck of the woods. Uh, Pipe tobacco and whiskey. Tom Tom Kuhn is going to be doing a show. Uh, Mike Murphy and Jay Furman are doing the Pipe and Tamper podcast, and uh, the the one that I'm looking forward to the most is. Shane Ireland from smokingpipes.com is going to record some of their mystery tobacco reviews live right there on the floor.
0: Oh man.
1: And I guess he's also going to grab some volunteers from the, uh, from the audience to help with them. Uh, Young guys, Adam Floyd and, and, uh, and Adam and Nick from the get piped podcast and the Flat Cap Piper and Lady Fire are going to record from the floor, and then the um, uh, the the cherry on the uh, on the Sunday, the icing on the cake, the penultimate one is uh, a uh, Country Squire Radio with uh, John David Cole and Bo York are going to be recording on Saturday early evening. That's
0: right, man. We're closing out the show on Saturday and really excited to do so. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I you know, I like to think of it as all those amazing uh people who are doing incredible things in the pipe, uh, especially the YouTube and, and podcast space. They're kind of opening for us all day. Uh yeah. I'm just I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> man, like, we got the closers.
0: You talk about like the tough act to follow. We got some amazing, uh amazing folks that are gonna be going throughout the day and we're just so excited to be part of it. Yeah, and I've got and,
1: oh you go and ahead. Mike Gluckler from Briar Blues. He's got a list of like 20, 25 other YouTubers that are going to, that have already confirmed that they're going to be at the show and they're just going to be wandering around.
0: Oh man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And I'll just go ahead. I'm going to tease something right now, especially since John mm-hmm. David's not here. Cause he's, he's not good. He's, this is gonna be a good surprise. Somebody, <laughs> uh, I was recently in Grand Rapids, Michigan and somebody, I won't say who, uh, provided no. me with something. I won't say what but it has Uh been something that I've been giving John David a hard time about the fact that I have not received. And let's just say that a, uh, a Pulp Fiction esque uh, suitcase briefcase will be uh, involved in a, uh, in a, in a delivery of a certain item to me in front of him, which I will smoke in his face. So it's going (laughs) to be great. It's going to (laughs) be, it's going to be awesome.
1: I know of a couple, maybe three or four other Doctors of Pipes, industry legends that will be at the show just hanging out and walking around.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some big folks there. You're not going to want to miss it. So, uh, Brian, where do people go to uh, get everything together? Are there still tickets available?
1: There are still tickets available. There are not hotel rooms available because we oversold the hotel.
0: Chew! By- yeah, man. Look, we <laughs> We did not jump on our hotel rooms fast enough, and I don't know what is going on that exact same weekend, but something else is going on in Vegas, and it is you got to get your rooms now.
1: <laughs> uh, the last time I, if you're so so, sh- uh, show tickets go to VegasPipeShow.com. Look at all the information on there. the the entire itinerary for the for for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is on there listed. Uh, if you book your ticket by september 21st maybe 22nd or 23rd uh you will be entered into a drawing for one of two handmade pipe sets there's a four pipe set and a two pipe set so you go online pay your ticket in advance with that ticket you get admission into the show for Friday you get admission into the smoking lounge Friday night the show all day Saturday the smoking lounge till midnight on Saturday and the show from 10 to 3 on Sunday you also get a uh, we're giving everybody a drink ticket because the hotel requires us to do certain amount of commerce with them in food and beverage uh you get a admission badge which will be a limited edition dated one and everybody's getting a free keepsake gift uh so go online, do that, pay the forty bucks in advance. That way, I know how many drink tickets and things to order, and you get entered into the drawing. Saturday night awards dinner. If you want to hang out, <laughs> you want you want to try something that a lot of you haven't been able to do. Come to the uh, come to the dinner on Saturday night. It's sixty bucks for a for a buffet dinner. My wife and Dave's wife have picked out the food menus. So if you want to complain about the menus, feel free. Because I'd like to watch that. <laughs> Those of you who are married will understand. But this is a dinner where Nate King is going to talk about the Nate King's going to do a presentation about his time in Indy car racing and how it got him ready for making pipes. There are show awards will happen, it's a buffet thing and it's 60 bucks and you can smoke your pipe in between courses. If you want to ash on your salad and eat it while you are smoking a pipe, you can eat and smoke at the same time. So
0: not recommended. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of salad, but. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and then the room hopping We're we've got uh, seven or eight, we've got three different hospitality suites up on the 14th floor of the palace station that will be open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at assorted times, depending on when those people will have them open. Uh, room hopping will be going on, you know, on a random basis. Uh, so uh, it's literally if you if you come to the if you come to Vegas for the weekend you have the opportunity of being surrounded by other pipe smokers for about 25 to 28 hours talking pipes and seeing pipes and doing all that uh so yeah just go online to vegaspipeshow.com make sure and book your tickets in advance yeah that way we know how many are coming uh last time i checked which was uh, a couple days ago depending on when this comes out the rio all suites hotel was, was the closest decent rate for a hotel room. Yeah, we sold 50% more rooms at the Palace Station than the show did in 2019.
0: How about that? Already doubling down, man. I think it's gonna continue to grow and hopefully folks will be getting their rooms. I think, I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think me and John David are at Planet Hollywood. So I was like, I was like, well, if we're going to go to Vegas, I want to be on the strip. So (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah, and that's the other thing about Vegas is it's a $15, $10 Uber lift from most places on the strip to the palace station.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you're good. So one way or the other, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We might, um, We're hoping to do a country squire radio meetup of some sorts. We've just been trying to kind of debate amongst ourselves the best way to do it. I think it'd be awesome to do like a lunt across the strip or something like that. So we'll have (laughs) to, uh, we'll have to figure out what makes the most sense. But anyway, Brian, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing for the pipe community, uh, for the industry, but especially for those enthusiasts with this show, we hope it is going to be a massive success. We're looking forward to being a part of it and we're really excited for everybody from uh, the pipe community especially in kind of the the fan pipe community and the uh, the media side of things that are coming out and making some great content there we just want to support you in every way we possibly can man thank you brother
1: that's the i mean that's the beauty of this hobby is that it transcends into the podcast and the media world where you know we all support each other and if you smoke a pipe and you smoke tobacco in it you're a friend of mine
0: all right man well hey let's go have a day see
1: ya